You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Now we are recording. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wicked Case Podcast. I am your host, the Rev Kev, and with me always <laughs> is my esteemed colleague, the Cool Kyle. The Cool Kyle. <laughs> the Cool Kyle. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. We're just going to jump right into this. <laughs> I'm looking past the camera. The camera. Wow, you're all messed up today, my boy. I uh-uh. haven't eaten today. Leave me alone. <laughs> I've had a lot. I've had a very interesting last week or so. A lot of crazy shit has happened in my life. Not for the better, but I'm not going to talk about it because we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about football because this is the football episode that everybody, well, at least one person, thanks Colin, has been looking forward to. (laughs) Um, We are not going to do show numbers anymore for the opening of the show. We're not going to verbally say them, but if you keep a lookout on each episode coming out, it'll be there. So, because we're going to put shows in the can, as they would say, and okay, so we need them for an emergency. Yeah. So we're not going to be like, oh, this is episode 15, 20, 35, something like that. So if you're listening in order, like you should be, first off, we appreciate that. Thank you for listening to all of our content. Shout out to the new listeners that we have out in Oregon. Hello. I don't know how close you are to the Rose City of Portland, but thank you for listening to the Wicked Case podcast. <laughs> we greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You know, Oregon's a crazy place because, first off, there was a trail. <laughs> <laughs> and second off, I feel, I don't really know because I haven't been to the West Coast, but I feel like if you're a college football fan, you're either Oregon Ducks or you're Oregon State Beavers. And we also learned that the Oregon was where the, was where the uh, Angry Beavers was at, was located. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. All right, so we got... Lots of football content to talk about, and then stick around for the end of the show just before we give you all of our socials and stuff. We're going to run through some Clash of the Castle stuff, because WWE does have a UK pay-per-view, a major one, coming up. Yes. Got to run off some predictions. Will I defend my title? We'll Uh, find out. Hopefully not. But let's jump into this. So the NFL season starts uh, next Thursday. Uh, The Rams will kick off their Super Bowl defense against the Buffalo Bills, who Mm -hmm. some people thought might have or should have played the Rams based off of the overtime rules last year. So didn't work out for the Bills. We'll see what this year holds. So let's run through each of these divisions. I'm going to try to not make this as boring as possible. Kyle's got creaky floors in his house, and that's really unfortunate <laughs> for me. Um, we're just going to keep moving on, though. So uh, you want to start AFC or NFC? Uh, AFC is fine. Okay, okay. So we'll start AFC East, where our New England Patriots are. So winning the AFC East, I have one of the favorites, obviously, to win the Super Bowl. That's the Buffalo Bills with a 13-4 and record. Um, there is a website. That's a horrible, horrible smell, by the way. I'm just letting you know. You're <laughs> the candle's a horrible, not even covering no, it. No, you're a horrible person, and I can't believe I have to stop the show because of you and your just stink. Oh, boy. You should have gotten that all out of your system. We've had an hour before we actually It's going to be all... All morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Great. Afternoon now. <laughs> All right. Moving on. If I can try without getting fumes and, you know, needing a gas mask. Gee whiz. By the way, the other thing I've also learned is, is that you can edit podcasts to make them sound better. So in the future, I actually will be going through and editing the podcast. It'll take a little bit more time, but certain things like this where I fart probably will be left out. But it's the all natural of our podcast. We don't leave anything out. Yeah, yeah. We just did a whole full run before, which I had a great opening and there was no farts allowed. And then he ruined it. Because I was like, he's like, oh, you're not doing what I asked you to do. You're speaking into the microphone, not past the microphone. Because professional Pete over here. I'm trying to make it sound really good. It's fine. You got me off track. I'm going to get back on track. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, we're back on the Amtrak. Great. So the Bills at 13 and 4. I got Pats at 10 and 7. That could fluctuate. The Pats mm-hmm. could be 
seven to ten. They could be nine and eight. They could be anywhere in that realm. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people don't think they're even going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think they're going to be that bad, and their schedule isn't too bad. The problem with the Patriots is with the beginning of their schedule, they have to take care of business against the teams they absolutely need to be because there is going to be a run towards the very end of the season where they could potentially lose three or four consecutive games. So you have to make sure you're in a good spot to set yourself up for that. Yeah. Dolphins I have at 9 and 8. I know there's high hopes in Miami for a good run for the Dolphins. New coach, I think some new coordinators. Uh, Tua is kind of iffy still. They have Tyreek Hill. That's great, but he's in a new system. I don't think it's going to lead to instant success. I think they'll be okay. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And the Jets, I don't think the Jets are going to be as bad as everybody thinks. I have the Jets at 7 and 10. Uh, in the AFC North, I have the uh, defending AFC champions, the Bengals going 10 and 7. Ravens, I have at 9 and 8. Steelers at 7 and 10. And the Browns are just a horror show right now between the Deshaun Watson stuff and all the other nonsense. And I just, I don't think they're going to do very well. And the Browns are going to finish 4 and 13. Uh, oh, ouch. Well, see, yeah, for for every for every win for certain teams, you got to have losses. So it's just it's just how it works out. There is a website I've talked about it before. It's called NFL Playoff Predictor, and this guy does yeoman's work and goes through, sets all the you know sets the season up through schedule. You can pick who you think's going to win, and that's basically how I did this. And I got it to where I thought, you know, I thought the records would be, and I had you know. Someone kind of proof it for me. That's Colin. Again, thank you, Colin, <laughs> for looking at it. He said, no, you're within a game or two of how I think, how I would think too each team would finish. Because we've done it before, and he's just like, oh, I think you have this team rated way too high. So I, I did add upsets and stuff like that because obviously it's going to happen. Did anybody last year think that Buffalo was going to lose to Jacksonville? No. no. Did they? Yes. So I added in some of those, and you know, I just try to make it as realistic as I possibly could. Fair enough. Um. AFC South, we got, um, and by the way, I apologize if I don't go through every last team, but I got a lot of, a lot here in a very little show. So if I don't specifically talk about your team, send me something in the comments, and if you'd like me to openly talk about your team for five or ten minutes and what I think about them, I can do that. Yeah. Absolutely. We're here for it. There's also college football this weekend, but I'm not going to talk about that because that'll open a whole other can of worms. Yeah. That that's being, something I definitely can't talk that about. That being said... Go blue. <laughs> hail, hail to Michigan. Um, Colts, I have winning the AFC South at 12 and 5. They got a new quarterback. They got Matt Ryan, who's, I think, a bit of an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Mm. I think Matt Ryan will do just fine in that offense. Jonathan Taylor's still going to be a beast, and I'm not talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> that is a different Jonathan Taylor. Um, now, JT, JT should be good this year. Will he fall off in fantasy, though? That's a whole other question, and I'm not going to get into fantasy football. I play it. I'm not going to get into it. Mm-mm. If you want to listen to that, there are plenty of other wonderful podcasts out there that you could listen to for all of your fantasy content that goes way more in-depth than I ever would. Yeah. Um, I will, however, talk about my highs and lows in fantasy football, and you can all laugh at my misfortunes. <laughs> at least I'm not in a league with a bunch of fuckheads this year, though. That's good. <laughs> Colin knows what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Triple shout out to Colin. Look at that. He got a hat trick of shout outs. Wow. Not even 10 minutes into the show. Oh, good Lord. Thanks for following. <laughs> um, Titans at 11 and six. I don't think they're going to regress. I think they're just, they're pretty much going to stay where they're at and they, they should make the playoffs. Jacksonville at five and 12. It's going to be a step up from how bad they were last year. They don't have Urban Meyer trying to fucking run the show anymore, and he did a terrible job as coach last year. There's a lot of times where college coaches come in, and they just can't figure it out. Uh, trying to think. How they, long was he there for? A year. Not even, oh, not even a year? He didn't even make the whole season. Uh, he got fired like halfway or three quarters of the year because he was, he was the coach of Ohio State for a while, over the last like, couple years prior. And of course, you know when you're Ohio State and you're getting an, you know top five or top 10 recruiting class and you're beating teams 63 to nothing. Yeah. It's easy when you're beating Akron. Now you're coming onto this Jacksonville team that has a couple of stars, a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back who was playing with the quarterback at Clemson and Travis Etienne who got hurt and he never even got to play a snap in the regular season. And now you're getting, you know, swallowed up 44 to 10 by these, you know, better coach teams like the Packers or the bills or the Patriots or whoever. Mm. So 
was kind of a bit of a culture shock, and Urban was like, eh, fuck it, I'm out of town. See you later, bye. Jeez. So some coaches it works out for. Pete Carroll worked out for. He went to the NFL, went to college, went back. Jim Harbaugh it's worked out for going from college to the NFL. Nick Saban it did not. Urban Meyer did not. Just one of those things. If you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. And unfortunately for Urban Meyer, he didn't have it. Plus, there was other scandal with him, too. I'm not going to get into that can of worms. Okay. Jacksonville, though, uh, is owned by the Khan family, who obviously run. And uh, part of WWE, I believe, with Nick and Tony runs AEW. So. Yeah. And a lot of the AEW shows were run at Daly's Place, which is the bar or area or wherever that's right next to the field, which is why when you saw the stadium showdown, the first one, it was right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally right there. So um, if AEW ever got big enough to do a super big show, I guarantee you their first big stadium show would be Jacksonville. Just oh, yeah. because they already have that's right there. Anywho, we'll get into wrestling content later. Uh, the Texans I have at 4-13. and 13. They're not a very good team. They don't really have any of their superstars. So. Yeah. I honestly... Can I even name you a Texans player? Damian Pierce. I only know about him because he's supposed to be their running back this year, and I'm looking at him for fantasy. Outside of that, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't know any... I wouldn't be able to name you any either. I don't even know. I, I literally don't even know. I'm sorry, Houston. You were a good team a couple of years ago, and you had Watson and Hopkins and Watt, and now Hopkins and Watt are both in, I believe, Arizona, and Watson's in Cleveland. Probably getting a massage. <laughs> Uh, in the AFC West, the dark horse I have this year to potentially win the Super Bowl, the LA Chargers. The team that doesn't get as much respect as they should. They're a good team, they're a solid team, but they're kind of overshadowed by the Rams, and that's kind of how it's always been when they've been together. Mm. But you know, when they when they got um, moved out of their stadium and LA was playing in the Rose Bowl, was it the Rose Bowl? Where the, where were the Chargers playing? The Rams playing? I think it was the Rose Bowl. Or the Coliseum. Oh, it was the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. It was the playing at the Coliseum. And the Chargers got stuck playing at a fucking soccer field. And they had, like, nobody there. And half the time, like, half of the fans were, like, the other team's fans. Oh, that's yeah. weird. and that's kind of a bummer because it's actually a... I mean, a couple of years ago they were crap, but there's always been crap about their owner or whatever, Dean Spanos. And there's a whole fuck you Spanos thing because he needs to let the team go. Because the fact that they got pulled out of San Diego in the first place kind of sucks. I honestly feel like, this is just me personally, every team should have their own stadium. I don't think teams should share stadiums. I agree with you on that. I think they should have their own stadium. There's only two sets of teams, or or two sets that do it. The Rams and the Chargers share their stadium, SoFi Stadium, and the uh, Jets and the Giants share, obviously, MetLife Stadium. Yes, yeah. And and I'm going to do one further, and I'm going to go very controversial here. I think the Giants should stay the New York Giants, but they should move to New York and play in New York like you're supposed to. Because technically, they play in New Jersey. Yeah. And I think the Jets should be called, just because of it's kind of aesthetically pleasing to say, the New Jersey Jets. And let them play at MetLife. Uh, yeah. You could find a place in New York somewhere for the Giants to play. You could do it. It's not that big a deal. Give them their own stadium. You could rename it Giants Stadium or... Giant Stadium with uh, some type of corporate sponsor because everybody's got a corporate sponsor now. Yeah, and then you know, move the Chargers out. Maybe give them their own. Leave them in L.A. if you want. Or if finally, the Spanos family gives up the Chargers. Maybe move them back to San Diego. I don't know. I don't know what the whole deal is, but we're we're just here to do predictions. So <laughs> twelve and five for the Chargers. Eleven and six for the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to be good. They got Devontae Adams, who obviously you know. Played for the Packers last year, and yeah. plays for the Raiders. And okay. apparently he was offered more money to go to the Packers, but he was like, no, I don't really want to deal with Aaron Rodgers' shit. Allegedly, that's what I heard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's wrong. I now, don't know. Now, he's played with Aaron Rodgers before. Who? Devontae Adams. Adams. He played with him last year. Yeah. And, and, they so... were, and the Packers offered him more money than the Raiders did, and he chose to go to the Raiders instead. Wow. So I don't know what that says, but I don't know. Whatever. Um, so I think the Raiders are going to be fine this year. The Chiefs, I'm going to have them at 9-8. and eight. Is it going to be the, this? Will I think the loss of Tyreek's going to hurt them? Patrick yeah. Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. They're still going to have um, Travis Kelsey and stuff, but I think the loss of Tyreek Hill will show. The AFC West is arguably probably the hardest division. You've got, you know, the Chargers have Justin Herbert, the Raiders have Derek Carr. Don't sleep on Derek Carr. He's actually not as bad as you think he is. The Chiefs obviously have Mahomes, and then the team I have at eight and nine, the Broncos. They got Russell Wilson now from the Seahawks. Yeah. So. 
this is going to be a tough division, and unfortunately, I don't think all four teams can make it. So no, actually, the, the well, theoretically, they could. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, there's too many good teams in the AFC for it to happen. So, so that's what I have in my um, for my roundup for the AFC in the NFC in the East. I have a tie between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, respectively, both at eleven and six. However, because of tiebreakers and everything and the way that it worked out, I have Dallas winning the division. Um, it sounds like they said Ezekiel Elliott's having a better year, well, a better training camp, and he's coming back a little bit more lean, a little bit more cut. Mm. So hopefully that should help Dallas. Eventually, at some point, Dallas has got to burst a bubble at some point because they've had so many letdowns so many years where they've been good or they were supposed to be good and they weren't. Yeah, yeah. I've... Um, a lot of people have Philly as the dark horse, a potential dark horse coming out of uh, the NFC this year. Team that you're kind of like, and they're kind of under the radar. Like if you know about them, you do, but you're kind of like, oh, I don't know about Philly. No, I think Philly, Philly could definitely do good. Mm. Giants at five and twelve. I just Daniel Jones. I don't think is the quarterback that everybody thinks he was going to be. He has had sh- flashes of brilliance. Just I don't know. Not not sold on it. Um, and obviously, uh, Saquon Barkley, I won't say he's a bust, but he's kind of been a bit of a disappointment with all the injuries and stuff. Yeah. Came out hot as a firecracker, and now he's kind of just fizzling out like a bottle. Because he's been injured rocket. the past two years pretty much, right? Like- exactly, yeah. So that's hard. That's hard for the team, and obviously it's hard for fantasy owners. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. And then the newly named, no longer Redskins. <sighs> Shh, can't say that no more. <laughs> or Washington football team. They are now known as the Washington Commanders. Oh, okay. I'm going to have them at 4-13. and 13. Fair enough. <laughs> Someone's got to be last in that division. Or unfortunately, it's the Commanders. The Commanders. In the NFC North, who will be kings of the North in the NFC? Just barely, I have the Packers. The Vikings can definitely give them a run, and they're definitely another team that's on the radar to potentially do very well. Um, but yeah, I have the Packers at 12-5. and five. The loss of Devontae Adams is certainly going to hurt. But... I think Aaron Rodgers will go out there and do Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers does. Does Aaron Rodgers things? Yeah, he's one of those quarterbacks um, that can kind of just do it with. I won't say like superstar, like non superstar play. Like he has some talent, but there are some quarterbacks where they have nothing around them. They do nothing, and then there are some quarterbacks like Brady or Rodgers or whoever who they can make the the best out of a bad situation. Um, I have the Vikings at ten and seven. The Vikings could definitely have a good year this year. You okay there? Just getting comfortable, Just my getting boy. comfortable. You don't have your your fancy executive chair today. No, no, That's I do not. That's unfortunate. Um, I have the Vikes going 10 and 7. I think they're going to have a good year. Dalvin Cook needs to stay healthy. They got Justin Jefferson. They have um, Adam Thielen. They've got a good good crop. And if Kirk Cousins can stay consistent, look out for Minnesota. Um, the Lions. The Lions actually doing 8 and 9. I don't think the Lions are going to be as terrible as people think they are. Yeah. I think they're going to have an okay season. Yeah, the Lions are one of those ones. It's like they're they're a middle team. They're always a middle team. I feel bad for them because it's either like you're really bad or you're like really good. And I feel like the Lions for years have always just been in the middle. They actually, I think I read something the other day. I don't remember what it was. Something about like playoff wins in the last like 30 or some odd years. And every team has had at least the playoff win except for the Lions. Even the Browns have had a playoff win. Oh. Every team except for the Lions. The Lions have not won a playoff game since, I think, 1992. Ooh. They haven't been many times either. Yeah. But. That's rough. Hey, for what it's worth, Lions fans are loyal. They get their Thanksgiving game every year. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they get pounded. <laughs> but they're there nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. They're just kind of around. Exactly. And the Bears. I have the Bears at 4-13. and 13. They're kind of just a... Uh, a jumble right now. They're no one. No one really knows what's going on with the Bears, and there are some people that think the Bears are going to be better than that. Theoretically, you probably could flip flop the Lions and Bears and give one one record and one the other. It's all just relative. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, they're going to be at the bottom of the list. They're going to be at the bottom of the list, right? Uh, in the South, I have uh, Tom and the Bucks going thirteen and four. Much respect to Tom. Still doing his thing. Yeah. I think he's starting to wind down though. Yeah. From what it seems like, from what I've watched with like interviews for him and training, he was gone for like 10 days and people were like, where the hell are you? And he's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm 45 years old. I got shit I'm dealing with that I'm not normally dealing with. Like <laughs> football is really not a big deal right now. Like, you know, I'm fucking seven times Super Bowl champ. Yeah. I don't give a shit. 
he's at that point where I think they're just offering him so much money yeah. that he he kind of has to well, do it. Well, don't forget, but... he retired, and then a couple months went by, and he was like, psych, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but you still got Mike Evans. You still throwing a Chris Godwin. Now you've added Julio Jones into that mix. Julio obviously going ring chasing, trying to get a, a, a title before he he bows out. Yeah. Um, they're they're still going to be a solid team. Oh, without a doubt, they're going to be one of the top two or three teams in the NFC that could potentially win a Super Bowl. Obviously, Saints I have at nine and eight. I know some people have the Saints making the playoffs. I'm not quite sure if I believe Jameis Winston is as good as everyone says he is. He's not bad. Don't get me wrong, and they have a good team. I just again, there's just too much. Too much other shit going on, and I just I don't see it. Panthers at five and twelve. I mean, you Ooh. got you got Baker Mayfield. Mm. Not a fan of Baker Mayfield. Are you okay over there? Yeah, Why? great. Okay, just checking. Um, <laughs> do I need my flight mask? Am I good? Oh no, I didn't fart. Oh okay. I've just been chilling. Oh, you're just chilling. Just chilling. Yeah, great. I'm so glad I'm locked in a room with you right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> Anywho, Panthers at five and twelve. They got Baker at quarterback. Baker's going to tear apart the Browns in the first week of the season because, obviously, what the Browns did to him. Hmm. What's going on over there? What? What do I hear noises for? What's happening? Nothing. Oh, you're a liar. I'm not doing a thing. I'm literally just sitting here watching you. Watching you, watching me, watching you. You don't be careful. I'm going to fart. Please don't. (laughs) Panthers are 5 and 12. Christian McCaffrey is made of glass and paper. He's mm. going to probably get hurt again. But yeah. I guess when you put him through the rigor, that's what happens. True. And the poor Falcons and Colin already has accepted this as his fate, are going to finish 4-13. and 13. Not a very good team. They have Marcus Mariota as their quarterback. Maybe their best receiver is Drake London, who I believe is hurt right now. It's not going to be a good time in the Dirty South. Mm. And he's accepted that. And that's good. Yeah. Because that's what you have to do. You have to accept when your team... And he's upset about the fact that the team had a good couple of years and they kind of pissed away Matt Ryan. And he said, as Atlanta sports groups, more, they were asked the question of, do they respect, do they like um, Michael Vick or Matt Ryan more? And people always were like, oh, Michael Vick, Michael Vick, Michael Vick. And Collins' argument was, well, I mean, great. Yeah, Michael Vick, you know, beat the Packers and we're like the first team to ever beat the Packers in like January in the playoff game in Green Bay. But like, Matt Ryan got us to a fucking Super Bowl and had the defense not collapsed and had not a bunch of referee shenanigans and calamity happen, probably would have won it. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't try to mention the Super Bowl, Colin. I do apologize for that, but <laughs> he, he, I had to explain. Yeah. That being said, let's go to the West. So the defending Super Bowl champion, LA Rams, I have them at 12 and five winning the division. I have the Cardinals at 10 and 7. I have the 49ers at 9 and 8. And I have the Seahawks not having a very good year. They go 4 and 13. Mm. So, what does that all mean for the playoffs now that we've done the standings? Well, we've got the Bills as the one seed in the AFC, Chargers as the two, Colts as the three, Bengals as the four, Titans as the five, Raiders as the six, and the Pats are the seventh. Um, in the NFC, we have Bucks as the one, Packers the two, Rams the three, Cowboys the four, Eagles the five, Vikings the six, and Cardinals the seven. Adding the seventh team adds more drama. So now there's more playoff games, and then there's more fun and more money. So instead of the uh, one and two seeds getting bye weeks, now the one seed just gets the bye week, and everybody else has to play. Oh, okay. So in the wild card round, I'll have the uh, we have the Titans at the Bengals. I have the Bengals beating them. They beat them last year. I think they're going to do it again this year, especially since the game will be in Cincinnati. Yeah. Raiders at the Colts, I think the Raiders go into Indianapolis and knock off the Colts. I think the Raiders are going to make a push this year. They spent a lot of money in the offseason. I think the Raiders edge the Colts. And Patriots at Chargers, I have to be a realist about this. The fact that they are even going to make the playoffs will be shocking. If they don't, I won't be surprised. But I don't think the Patriots get by the Chargers. I mm. obviously would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, we're holding out hope. Obviously. But... For me to th- say that the Patriots are going to go into L.A. to beat the Chargers just seems completely unrealistic. Yeah. So I just don't. I don't see it happening. Fair enough. Um, that being said, too, I just realized that both the Chargers and Rams would have home playoff games. So they'd probably have to have 
How would they do that then? I suppose you'd have 24 hours. So you could do... Because you could do Titans and Bengals as... Well, I guess you'd rotate it. So potentially you could have like Rams as the second game, Chargers as the late. You could figure it out. You could do it. Yeah. Um, Eagles at Cowboys, which would be at the third game that they have to play against each other, which would be a hell, hell of a match. I think Dallas edges them out just on the home field advantage aspect. Mm-hmm. Vikings at Rams. Vikings make it a good push, but Super Bowl champs are going to be tough. So I have the Rams winning at home. And Cardinals at Packers. I got Packers winning, so I have five of the six home teams winning. Which I think last year, I think only f- like one or two of the home teams won. I think all the road teams won last year. It was a weird oh. year. Super weird year. Uh, in the divisional round, I have the Raiders at the Bills. I, I don't. Raiders are going to have to go into cold weather. I just don't see it happening. Buffalo is going to be determined to win the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Got the Bills winning. Bengals at Chargers. I think the Chargers win um, against Cincinnati. Cowboys at Bucks. I think Tom finds a way, and I think Dallas finds a way to blow it yet again. Mm. No disrespect, but <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like the Patriots playing the Jets. It's been so long since the Jets have beaten the Patriots. Knock wood, because I'll probably end up doing it this year. Um, but until you show me that you can do it, I, I got to keep picking against you. So until Dallas can show they can win a big profile game against a good team, I I, I got to doubt you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to show me what you got. Um, and Rams at Packers, I actually do have the Rams going into Lambeau and knocking off the Packers. Not necessarily an upset, but I think the Rams can definitely do it. In the uh, championship games, Chargers at Bills. I think the Bill again, I think weather plays a factor, and I think the Chargers game gets slowed up a bit, and I have Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. And then Rams at Bucks. I think Brady pulls off one more miracle to get to his Oh Christ, how many Super Bowls did this be for him now? Eight? No, more than eight. He's been in... Oh, you're talking about... I thought you meant rings. No, 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 no. So he's been in... He's won six with the Patriots. Mm -hmm. He was in three others because he lost to the Eagles and the Giants twice. So that's nine. Mm -hmm. He was in ten with the Bucks. This will be 11. 11. Wow. This will be his 11th Super Bowl. Jeez. Ridiculous. Some teams have never even been. This motherfucker by himself has been to... He'll, he'll already have been to 10. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I do think they figure it out a way, which sets up the Super Bowl 57 matchup of the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, for most of his career, in as a Patriot and just in general, Brady has owned the Bills and has tortured and tormented them. However, however, that being said, I think Buffalo has a lot of... A lot of uh, animosity towards last year and have a huge, huge, huge chip on their shoulder because they feel like they were robbed and they should have won that playoff game last year in overtime against the the uh, Chiefs. So yeah. I have the Bills finally breaking through after all the misery of four straight Super Bowls in the early 90s and no victories and everything in between. Winning the Super Bowl 31-27. to Josh wow. Allen, a Super Bowl MVP. A special shout-out to Tony. Tony. And a special shout out to my boy, Mike Pierce. Okay. Buffalo gonna bring it home for you boys. That being said, yeah. as much as it would be nice to see the Bills win, I also enjoy your guys' misery. So if Brady and the Bucks won again, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> so so those are my predictions. They're subjective. My predictions may not be the same as your predictions. You might think I'm completely out of my mind. I think personally, I've done a pretty reasonable job. And like I said, there are a couple things you could change here and there. Maybe the Patriots don't make it. Maybe a team like the Ravens or the Steelers make it. Maybe the Chiefs do better. But I think there's going to be a little bit of shift in the league this year. So, I mean, from everything that you've said so far, I mean, uh, yet again, I'm not like a huge football guy. You've only been like active in football for the last couple of years anyway. Yeah. Before then, it was just kind of like, who do I pick up in fantasy? Pick up this guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know a lot, and I still don't know a lot. But from what you've said and what I've seen going on, it, it I mean, everything sounds pretty reasonable. I thought that, so. That's, you know. And the fact that I did all of this in less than a half hour is nothing short of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Very so nice. So those are my predictions. Um, Let me know. Send a comment. Give us a call. We'll give you all the information you need to do to do all that fun stuff towards the end of the show. However... Yeah. I'm going to tag in my buddy Kyle here. (laughs) 
See how I did that because it's a wrestling thing? Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. let you talk about uh, the pay-per-view coming up, which is Saturday, which will have already happened by the time you listen to this episode of the Wiki Case podcast, where you can get all podcasts. Yes. So imagine that we're talking about this on a Wednesday <laughs> at like 1.30 in the afternoon. So we don't know anything going on we right now. We literally know nothing. We... We've never done. Oh, if there are, and also there could potentially be other matches too. Yeah, they might add other matches on Friday, which obviously, if you don't hear us talking about them, I mean, it's already happened. Yeah, we will post anything on our socials, which we don't post too often, but we should start doing that more. Yeah, we'll yeah. post wrestling stuff on our socials when, uh, if and when there's another match that's added. How many matches are already right there? You got, uh, you got what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I could see them adding another match or two. Yeah, yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know what they would add, but so what do we got? What do we got? You want to go from bottom to top and start from there and go, or you want to get the big matches out of the way and then go down uh, either, either way. Either right, way. You know, we'll start from the, the bottom and work our way up. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh, geez. You don't like Drake? Uh, I mean, Drake's okay. Like I'm not a huge fan of Drake. I'm a big fan of Drake. I like Drake. Oh, well you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Is it cause you like that young music? Cause he's Canadian. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah. Drake slaps. He's bussin' fam. I would rather listen to a good Billy Joel any day. Of course you would. <laughs> There's only a couple of Drake songs I like anyway, so I like uh, Zero to 100. It's actually a really good song. I don't know if you've heard it. I've heard it. Okay. And then, of course, I like Start It From The Bottom. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one too. Who hasn't, right? Yeah. I sing it, and then I look around, and I see like other people around me, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't be saying some of these words. <laughs> I'm in my car. I'm just singing the song. I don't mean anything by it. I swear. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into this and dive into this. Um, so the first match that we're going to talk about is Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio and Edge. The Judgment Day. Versus- the Judgment Day versus the Old Guard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Part it's- two of the original SmackDown 6. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So- um. I would love to say that I think the Mysterio and Edge are going to win. However, they won at SummerSlam. I know there's kind of a back and forth, and I don't know how the new booking committee is going to be doing with booking shows, but you have the Judgment Day. You're trying to make them strong. I think the Judgment Day does it. I think Rhea plays a role in it. However, I also think Beth plays a role. And I know there's a rumor going around that says that they could actually be inserted into the match, so it could be a 3v3 match. Or maybe you just have Rhea and Beth as a one-off by themselves. I don't know what kind of fighting shape Beth's in. I don't see why she couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, obviously, the wild, the two wild cards, I would say, the first one would be Dominic. What happens with yeah. Dominic? Because he's been kind of treated like a, a punk recently by Rhea Ripley. Yeah. But as, in the same sense, he's also been kind of enamored with her, too. Like, Well, there's yeah. a lot of people who are enamored with Rhea Ripley. So. <laughs> I don't blame him, either. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah, she's your, a, your, your sister-in-law did not believe that it was the same person when we showed her multiple pictures. That's not the same person, but it is. Yeah, from her going from like a, a blonde to a, a blonde um, pre or I guess a blonde NXT Charlotte lookalike to being told she looks like that and just doing a complete one. She's basically like the girl that you remembered in like middle school who was like this sweet and like, you know, lovable girl. And then she came back to like her first day of high school as a freshman. You hadn't seen her all summer. And she's just like this punk rock, all tattooed, <laughs> like goth. Uh, yeah, goth. Like, um, I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> you are not the lovable preppy girl that I once remembered. <laughs> and you went to the gym every day because you were ripped, my girl. Jeez. The other person that would be a wild card is, well, there's, it's a 1A and 1B. Uh, potentially AJ Styles. They said that Styles didn't want to hit Balor at Raw's show that they did this past week. Yeah. Does Styles join the Judgment Day? I don't see I don't, that happening. I know they have him and Finn have a connection, but again, if they're making the Judgment Day this like kind of like spooky, supernatural, supernatural group, I, Finn Balor kind of makes sense now that I'm thinking about it because of the whole demon gimmick. It does make sense. AJ Styles is about like church and God and all that. No. No. Yeah, I don't see that working out. It doesn't make sense, no. He can be an awesome heel. He doesn't need to do that. Yeah, Um, I I actually could see The Fiend playing a part more than Yes, that's who I was getting to. Yes, yes. The Fiend Fiend 100% could be and should be a part of The Judgment Day. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it just makes sense. If they want to turn it supernatural, the best person to do that. Well, now that Vince isn't in charge anymore, hopefully things start to make sense. There are wrestlers that are starting to get their name back. 
Uh, Gimmick's back. Austin Theory is now Austin Theory again. Riddle is now Matt Riddle. I've heard rumors that Pete Dunne could be back. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, yeah. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa could become Tommaso Ciampa again. Yeah. KO is now the prize fighter again. Right. It's like Triple H is trying to make Raw his his NXT. It's reborn like a phoenix from the ashes. Well, and yet again, like... Uh, it- so this doesn't make. I, I'm. I'm sorry. We're gonna go. I'm gonna go off on a tangent on this. But I've. It, I've been talking for almost a half hour. So please go ahead. I gotta drink some water. Right okay. Now. Go ahead. Take a sip. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand Vince McMahon, and I get why he thinks that you know there are certain things need to be a certain way. But when you have a ton of people telling you that you're out of touch and you're not m- making a product that makes sense anymore, why wouldn't you let that change occur? It took him actually having to retire from all these allegations and scandals and yeah. scandals in order to get to the point where Triple H and Stephanie are running this thing. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of respect for Vince. Um, Nick Khan as well. And Nick Khan, yeah. I have a lot of respect for Vince and what he put into the business. But at this point, we're at a turning point where things are changing. You know, it's not the same as it used to be. Well, so- well not just that. Also, people have commented on... The amount of superstars that have been released by WWE because of budget cuts, you could make a very successful federation all by yourself with all of those people. Yeah. I mean, like I, like we've talked about before, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's no Tony Storm anymore. They got rid of Rusev. They got rid of Cesaro. Cesaro. They got rid of EC3, but he's kind of eh. um, yeah. Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Daniel Bryan, John Moxley, CM Punk. All these people who were released at some point for one reason or another. And I guess a, a majority of them are on AEW. Some of them have gone back to the independents. But you could definitely make, if you had the money, and let's just say you had like an endless amount of money to sign all these people, and you had your own federation you started, you would have a pretty respectable federation Oh yeah, starting off with all those people. And some of them are younger talents than others. However... You know, some of the some of the people, I guess they said in wrestling, though, like you don't really hit your stride as a wrestler to like you're in your 30s, which kind of boggles my mind. But then it also boggles my mind when I listen to the um, Renee Paquette podcast, the oral sessions, and I listen to the Diamond Dallas page when they did. Yeah. Page said he didn't start wrestling. It wasn't like like his prime years at WCW. He was in his 40s. Wow. Yeah. Like, look at us limbering and lumbering, like bouncing around like a bunch of like, you know, <laughs> sloths over here. Yeah. And DDP's out there like in his early to mid 40s, just having the best matches of his career. Nobody thought he could do it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, you look at these athletes, they're conditioning themselves to do that, to be in the long haul. Well, yeah. You know, and especially with a lot of these wrestlers, they they go, th- they do a lot of research. They, I mean, it's a whole big network now. So it's it's to the point where, and especially when you're in your 30s and 40s, that's when you're actually realizing. Because when you're in your, you know, teens and, and 20s, you're, um, okay, I'm going to have to edit that out of the podcast. Keep going. <laughs> it's going to be a pause. It's fine. Um, what was my thought process? Wrestling, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. Phones <laughs> away phones away i'm sorry <laughs> i don't even know what i was saying now we're talking about um vince mcmahon fucking everything up oh yeah yeah so but oh, we're talking about athletes in their like you know longevity longevity there yeah, you go in See, their we, career i'm riding this ship yeah, we're good go. we're okay ding ding goes the bell oh okay go uh so the the fact that you know, when you're in your teens and twenties, you're not learning as much. You're, I mean, you you want to learn. No, you're you're, you're you're learning, but you're just getting bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, and you're trying to hone your craft. So when you finally get your call to the big group, yeah, and that's the point where you're you're just putting that shit. That's why you won't hit your prime till you're in your thirties. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of people who have. I mean, there's certain ones. I mean, you know, I'm sure like Randy Orton when he was young, MJF. NJF. There's certain But there that... are certain exceptions, obviously, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so um I'm so sorry. I didn't no, no, it's all right. No, that's all right. It was just was, Did you get the photo? I I kind of, yeah. So the child was upset because I asked for something. So the, basically the photo is a, is a meme and it's a picture of a child who wants something at the grocery store and the dad says no and the child lays down and the dad just thinks, I'm gonna give this kid the people's elbow. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Get, I get it. It okay. just took a minute to click. Okay, it's fine. Because I got like a bunch of things. I know. My mind. Okay, no more. <laughs> I put my phone away. You're good. Good. 
Uh, all right, Riddle versus Seth. So this got real heated real fast. So I think I think it's a work shoot is what they're making it look like. Yeah. So basically, if you haven't seen it, which first off, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it because it's crazy. Um, Riddle kind of took a dig at Seth because Seth obviously is married to Becky in IRL. And Riddle had said something to the effect of, you know, after I'm done with you, there'll only be one man in your family, and that's going to be Becky. The camera's cut for the quote-unquote interview, and Seth goes, Riddle, you still there? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you want to talk about my family? Let's talk about your family for a minute. Oh, wait, you ain't got a family because your wife divorced you and took your kids because they don't want to see your bitch ass no more. (laughs) To which Riddle responded, "Uh, excuse me, what did you just say, bro? You heard me. You heard me, bitch. You were... (laughs) I showed you the video. You were like, oh, wow, this is this got real, real fast. Yeah. Not to mention they showed there were fans that were showing clips of them, quote unquote, fighting in the parking lot before the show on Monday night, last Monday night. So, yeah, I mean, it's not quite TV 14 and WWE yet. And they're they, you can do it once in a while and get away with it. And there's shock factor. That was shock factor because I don't think people expected that. No, it was very, the rest of the interview was very kind of just normal. And it was like, all right, fine, whatever. But then like the dial got turned up a couple notches and you were like, like you went to leave the room to go get something. Cause you thought the, 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 uh, segment was over. And then you hear Seth talking and calling him a bitch. And you kind of just peered back going, well, what? <laughs> and then it, it kind of went back and forth and Riddle was like, I'm going to F you up. I'm going to, the only thing that would have made it better was if they somehow were able to get away with the swears happening, which obviously you can't, it's, yeah. It's um, cable television. But well, I mean, it still makes it realistic anyways, because if you think about it in, in cable television, there is that eight second delay where they have time to bleep out the swears and stuff. So that's true. I think reality. I think, like I said, it's a work shoot. So I think it's all premeditated. Yeah. So I think they knew to be ready to hit the button ahead of time. So they had it. So, yeah, I think so, too. That being said, I think we uh, we both chose Seth on that. We one. both have taken Seth freaking Rollins. Seth's got a couple of losses, obviously, with the the trio of great matches he had with Cody Rhodes before. Cody Rhodes got hurt and had to go away for a while. Yeah. Which it's hard to believe, but let's give it like another three or four months and Cody could be back at fucking uh, Royal Rumble. That's true. He, could, he probably will be. Yeah. It's a, it's a blur. Like it just seems like that match was last week and we're already a couple months down the road. Yeah. And obviously if with the way modern medicine and technology and stuff is, he could be back even sooner. Yeah. You never so, know. So yeah, Seth freaking Rollins with the dub. All right. Uh, and then the next match we have on here is, uh, Bianca and Asuka Bianca, and Alexa. Yeah, Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa versus, versus Bailey, Io, Sky, and Dakota. Yeah, Sky, Kai, Bay. Sky, Kai, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead. Do you have anything to say about this match? I mean, I feel like it was just kind of thrown together a little bit. There's a little bit of a rivalry there. Yeah. It's hard when you've got three people, and obviously, uh, uh Io, Sky, and... Dakota Kai got beat by uh, Raquel uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Is it Rodriguez now or is it Gonzalez again? I don't, I don't know if they changed it back. Or well, it's, it's Raquel. Raquel. Raquel and Aaliyah, and they won the women's tag titles. But I think that also sets up for them to lose them back to Naomi and Sa- Sasha, who technically never lost the titles, left, have come back origi- uh, allegedly. Maybe they make a random appearance at Clash of the Castle as a surprise. I don't know. But... yeah. You've got this new group with Bailey who looked like it was going to be a force, and now they're kind of looking like a bunch of chumps. I think they need to win more than the group of Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa. These three can take a loss, even if it's by heel means, mm-hmm. especially if it's by heel means. So I'm going to give um, Bay Sky Kai the win. Yeah, especially with Bailey coming back after injury. I think that it's. Yes, she it's, needs to be pushed to do something. Yeah. Especially I, if you push a Bailey Bianca match. Ooh. Yeah, that would Ooh. that would be an interesting match for sure. Absolutely. So, um, the next match that we have on here is Seamus versus Gunta. Walter. Uh, Walter, yeah. I hope he goes back to Walter. <laughs> he saw, needs to. He needs I, to. I saw this video on um, TikTok yesterday, and it said um, the man's soul left his body, and it's just Gunther just chopping the hell out of somebody. Yeah, I've seen that video, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His chops are deadly. They Ugh. are. They need to go back to calling him Walter. I think so. That's too. how. That's the one thing I didn't like about them doing all these name changes. Like people were known for certain things, and that's how you build up characters. It wasn't, you know, like if you needed to make a radical character, like 
stunning Steve Austin or the ringmaster. Like that needs to be changed to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was a good change. And it was Austin who made the decision to do it. Yeah. Have you seen some of the names? They I've, We've talked about this before. Some of the names they have for Steve Austin other than Stone Cold. Like yeah, Isaac Freeze and Fang McFrost. Fang McFrost, yeah. Yeah, The Rock versus Fang McFrost. That That's really going to get a lot of people. And it wasn't until his, at the time, wife Deborah said, Steve, you need to drink your tea, otherwise it's going to get Stone Cold. Oh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I like it. Yeah. And then <laughs> the legend was born from there. The light bulb came on. The light bulb came on and let the man do what he needs to do. Yeah. Like, you know, Keith Lee was a beast. Keith Lee was Keith Lee. Leave him the way he was. Let him do his his whole gimmick and his whole thing. Give him his theme song. No, let's change him and change his theme song so nobody knows who he is when he comes in until after the name shows up on the Titan Tron. Oh, that's Keith Lee. Didn't recognize it because of the song. Yeah, and then that's you, the thing. Then you change him three or four different times. Now he's Bearcat. Now he's this. Now he's that. Now he's gone. Yeah, and that's on you. That's not on him. Exactly. He had that gimmick yeah. down pat. I in think NXT. the problem was is that I don't think Vince liked a lot of the stuff Triple H was doing, but had to kind of nose and butt himself butt out. Because he had his own thing to do with Raw and SmackDown, and Triple H was like, I'm building this, I'm cultivating this, you know, new generation of talent that's going to come up, no pun intended, with the new generation of the mid-90s. But this new generation of talent that's going to come in and take over for all these other people and have new matches, fresh matches, things that people want to see to keep the product moving, no, we're just going to go with what's been working for the last, like, 30 or 40 years. Well, that's... Not this generation of wrestling anymore. No. We gotta. Move and it's it right obviously along. not working now. I mean, you no. you can see the amount of disgruntled fans. They've started to come back, obviously, since Vince has been gone and Triple H has taken over. Shawn Michaels is part of a creative in some aspect. It's getting better. Yeah, but here's the thing: what like, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you have a brand like NXT that Triple H took from pretty much you know obscurity mm-hmm. and actually built it to a point where you were watching NXT every week? Yeah. Watching guys like Adam Cole, Bay Bay, you know. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um, DIY. DIY. The um, Undisputed Era. The, um, the uh, FTR, all them. By yeah. the way, did you know FTR got taken out of the new AEW game? I don't no. know why. That's weird. Maybe they just didn't want to be in it. Could have been, yeah. I don't know, but they're not in it. Huh. I know there's talks that they might come back to WWE, so maybe that's why. Oh, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. I didn't hear that. I don't know. Huh. I would I would love to see an FTR versus Usos match. Who really is the greatest tag team? Yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting match to see. Big great match. Um, um so we both have back to the match. Yeah, um we actually have a differing on this one. I uh I took Gunther. <clears throat> I've taken Sheamus. Taking Sheamus. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure if my fandom is correct, I don't think Sheamus has won the IC title. I could see him winning the IC title. Mm-hmm. And then having it for a couple weeks, and then losing it back to Gunther in a rematch, and just at least having Sheamus be a Grand Slam champion. He's got everything else. Yeah, but there's been times where we've said that, where we've been like, "Yeah, they need to have that one last championship, and they don't win it." You know, there's been that, superstars. That's that true. Have- that's true. John Cena obviously hasn't broken Ric Flair's record. He's 16-time champion, tied with John uh, with Ric Flair. Yeah, and we kept saying though they're going to do it, they're going to do it, and they never did it. That's true. And of course, Cena's also never won the IC title either. So yeah. you know. But either way, because it's in it's it's interesting though because obviously these guys are both Europeans, Gunther and Gunther and uh, Sheamus. They're both Europeans, so yeah. either one could win because it's in Wales. I just I'm I'm gonna give it to Sheamus. I think Sheamus is gonna get it. That's a fair assessment. Um, the match the for the SmackDown Women's Title is gonna be Shayna versus Liv. They did not book Liv very strong. Granted, the match like we talked about before went short because. Miz's match against Logan Paul went long. Um, by the way, speaking of the Miz quickly, I know he's not on the card, but all this recent stuff with him and Dexter Loomis, fantastic. Oh, I think it's amazing. Did you see this past week? Yeah, he was the, the security guard. And- he thought the security guard was him. Then he was in the match, and he looked up in the crowd, and Dexter Loomis was there. And I actually saw a fan video of, you see Dexter Loomis coming in, and he stands there. And like the fan was in like an upper row, so you could look down and see Dexter. And then there's like a stage hand that's right by there. So when Tommaso Champ is supposed to turn, you just hear the guy go, "Go, go, go!" And Dexter just like turns quickly and runs away. So that way, when Tommaso looks, there's nobody there. Miz saw it, but nobody else saw it. And then <laughs> Miz got in the car, in his rent a car or whatever, and he goes to drive away. And just before he drives away, you see this flashlight come on in the back of the car, 
and it's just Dexter Loomis sitting there. <laughs> it's smart, and that's it's the thing. It's so good. It's so simple. Dexter Loomis has literally not said a word, but he his his actions have spoken volumes. Yeah, and that's the thing. If if you tell a good story and you put it out there, people will like it. Doesn't matter what's going on. You don't have to say a damn word. No. That's the thing. You got the index reunion at NXT, and then obviously he got arrested at NXT for kidnapping the Miz and all this <laughs> stuff. I would love how Miz has to explain that to like his children. Like, it's going to be okay. Daddy's going to get abducted. It's not a big deal. Yeah. This weird, creepy guy is going to get me, but it's not for real. Yeah, it's not real. It's not for real life. We hug it out in the back. It's all good. It's, it's just fine. for show. Shh. No, kayfabe, kayfabe. <laughs> I don't know who this man is. He's stalking me. Yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, Liv got kind of... BS'd in that match, and it looked like Ronda Rousey just overpowered her, and yeah, she didn't look very strong after winning the title. And I think the problem is, is that she needs to look strong, just a bit. I mean, they're kind of treating her like, like maybe like Rey Mysterio was, where she's like this undersized person who doesn't really have a chance. Allegedly, or not allegedly, apparently, she's been training with Riddle to kind of learn how to get out of mat like moves like the Crafita Clutch, which is the finisher that Shayna uses. Yeah, so I think she'll have a better showing. I think she'll win. The only other thing I could see is maybe she wins, but she loses because Shayna gets disqualified because she holds the hold into that. Maybe Ronda, Ronda interferes. That's I guess what I was she, thinking. Yeah. Ronda could interfere and maybe her and Shayna could become like team like UFC or some weird shit. You can't call it that or something, but team MMA or some weird shit. Yeah. Because yeah. they were friends for a while. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with you on that. I think that uh, I, I think Ronda is the more plausible and now we come to the most compelling one that you're kind of 50-50 on, but you're sticking with your pick. Yeah, I think that, so it's for the undisputed WWE Universal title. Or it's, the uwu. Or the uwu uh, title. Uwu. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Now, I've said this before, and I've said it a thousand times. They're setting this up. Drew McIntyre won his two titles in kind of the post or the 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 during and a bit of the post pandemic era there really wasn't a lot of fans he didn't really get to have his moment as as a champion yeah didn't get to have a big crowd pop like he should have at wrestlemania because it all got kind of canceled um i know roman's a two-year champ i know he just signed a contract to be a part-timer we've talked about this before he doesn't need the title to be in a high profile match against the rock if and if they do it at all, I don't know if they're going to. A lot can happen between now and WrestleMania, but that would be that's the theory right now. That's going to be the two of them. Um, yeah, and obviously Drew from Scotland. It's fairly close to Wales. This is about as close as a home home field match as Drew's going to get. There's been a lot of people talking about giving Drew back Broken Dreams just for one night as his theme song, which they said a lot of people would pop for. A lot of people online on Twitter have been saying, please, just give us just give us Broken Dreams for <laughs> one night. You can do the whole sword shtick and the whole thing. Just give us Broken Dreams. Don't give us gallantry. Oh, okay. Which I would be fine with it either way. I think Broken Dreams, especially if you didn't expect it. If you just heard that, do-do-do-do, and oh, out of time so say goodbye that's perfect it's perfect for that match it just feels like it's it's just a big big ball of energy and a big cloud just coming together for drew to win i mean i you know and that's the thing like i i am 50 50 on this so i can see your what you're talking about is definitely plausible i i mean the the, the thing think of it the thing writes itself roman is this undefeatable beast quote unquote a dragon who is going to be slayed by the knight with the sword Drew at Clash at the Castle. The dragon is slayed by the knight to finally win the two titles. Granted, I think it should just have been for one title. The fact that they put them together was stupid. I think they should have had one and one. Raw should have a champion. SmackDown should have a champion. Yeah. But I just, I think this is the time. I, I really do. I will be genuinely shocked if Roman Reigns wins at Clash of the Castle. Shocked. Me, I won't be. I, I won't be as shocked. You've, you've been... A part of the bloodline, not necessarily part of the bloodline, but you've been. A I'm the follower. I'm the Sami Zayn of the bloodline. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you've been you've been a follower of your tribal chief and all that in the head of the table since day one. Well, you've got merch that says that says so. Well, you know, and my thing is, is that I, maybe I'm holding out hope. Here's the thing: now that Vince is gone, I I can see it going towards that way with Drew. But in the same sense, 
I don't feel like they've built that moment up. I know you're talking about it like they've built this moment up for Drew. I don't feel like they've the 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 fans are necessarily in that moment with Drew. I think they needed to build it up a little more because think about it. He just got out of uh, Roman Reigns just got out of a feud with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that was done like six or seven thousand times. When was the last time? It's been a while since Roman and Drew have met. This is kind of like something that's. And I know the last time they fought, I'm pretty sure Roman obviously defeated Drew. Yeah. The thing here, and the big key is, these are not smarmy, schmarky, whatever you want to call them, American fans. These are not Canadian fans. These are European fans. And they pop for things a lot different than U.S. fans would. True. U.S. fans, there are certain towns we know about, Philadelphia, Chicago's, New York's, who will cheer the bad guy and, and, and cheer the good bad guy and boo the good guy. Yeah. Which is how it goes. Yeah. However, in this circumstance, like I said, Drew essentially coming home, having a chance to knock off Roman. This is going to be, this is treated like a major event. Like Roman's kind of in the point now where he's kind of like a prize fighter. I like kind of like a KO where I'm only doing big time matches. You're not going to see my ass at fast lane. You're not going to see me at a lot of house shows. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I think the pop this crowd would get, just think of the whole sequence, right? Roman hits a spear. He gets like Roman hits two or three spears. Hits a Superman punch. Drew keeps kicking out, kicking out, kicking out. Maybe the bloodline comes in. Maybe other people come in. Maybe then Drew gets some help for some people. I don't know who, but maybe Drew gets some help from some people. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm not sure off the top of my head who it could be. Um, but then of course there's just that moment where you know out of nowhere Roman goes for a spear. Boom, Claymore. One, two, three, and it's almost. We're at the point now where Roman losing the title is almost like when the Undertaker lost his undefeated streak. Like, oh, wait, this match is over. Like, Roman actually lost. Like, the titles are gone. Yeah. Like, and that just basically... And then, of course, the reaction of Paul Heyman. Oh, my God, the titles are gone. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, I, I can see your point on this. I just... Expe- I especially, too, if for some reason between now and the pay-per-view, they add a tag team match. If for some reason they added a tag team match with the Usos and the Usos lose... Could be a sign of things to come. Yeah. Usos lose the tag titles after having them for almost like a. They've had them like this, like the, the second or third long, like longest reign or something between uh, behind uh, New Day and Demolition. They've had them for like four hundred plus days. Yeah. So them losing the titles, big deal. Now you know Roman losing the title, big deal. And all in one night, the bloodline goes from having everything to nothing because the castle has crumbled or the empire, I guess, has crumbled. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I It's plausible. I'm not saying it's not. I just don't what know. This, what is this, Mythbusters? It's plausible? It's plausible. You know? I, I don't know. Uh, listen, I I will be more shocked if Roman, win, Roman wins than I will be if Roman loses. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be shocked either way. I think that's the thing about this match is that it's one of those ones where you, what you're talking about is absolutely correct. You can, without a doubt, see Drew McIntyre winning the title. Put, I'm putting my title on the line. We only have two that we differ on unless we have other matches we have to add in. Right yeah. now, the only ones we differ on are Gunther the IC and title and the Undisputed title. Everything else is the same. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I might change one of my answers. Well, again, we have time, and there might be other matches that are added between now and Saturday. Honestly, I might change this one between Seth and, and uh, Riddle. Riddle. I might All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right. That being said... I don't know if you have anything else to say, but that was Clash of the Castle predictions. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a show. Looking forward to it. I know originally plans were that we weren't going to get together, but circumstances in your life have come up where that is not no longer the case. So we will be together on Saturday. Yes, we will. To watch Clash. Um, but I probably won't be feeling great, but I'll be... Hey, I'll be with you and we'll just chill out and just have a bro day and just hang out and watch pay-per-view. Early morning pay-per-view or early afternoon pay-per-view. Yeah. And we'll eat and be merry. Eat, drink, be merry. Exactly. <laughs> so, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode of the Wicked Case Podcast. Uh, we are currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Deezer, Deezer, <laughs> and wherever else you can get all major podcasts, as well as YouTube. Our telephone number, if you want to give us a ring and let us know what you think of the show, or Rick roll us, or do something funny and hilarious, yeah. or just give us comments on how we're doing, is 774 774- Seven six four nine zero seven four. Again, that is seven seven four seven six four ninety seventy four. 
You can email us, do the same kind of crazy things. The wicked K at the I'm sorry, the wicked K's at gmail.com. That's the wicked K's at gmail.com. Website www.thewickedks.com. Social, um, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the wicked K's. KS, that is, that goes for the email and the website as well. Um, and until next time, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all of the help that we've been getting from people, our listeners and followers and whatnot. And tell your friends, spread the news. And also, thank you from Oregon for listening. Appreciate that. We gave them a shout out, but we'll give them a double shout out. I know, I'm giving them a double shout out. That's great. Thank you. And shout out to uh, Chef's friend, who apparently listened from Massachusetts. Yeah, shout out to you, Emily. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for listening. It. Um, you tell your friends, too. Thanks again, um, as we're just about to end the show, and the <laughs> thing decides to go away for a second. Peace and love, all. Let's get wicked.